fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Reese. And I am Kristen. And this and is this is I'm not supposed to say and this is. This go is, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And go this ahead. is to Ellen back. back. I think it's the best so far. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. To Ellen Back is an autostraddle podcast where Reese Bernard and I are discussing the L word one episode at a time, mostly spoiler-free. Holy shit. This week's episode is called Lies, Lies, Lies. It was directed by Clement Virgo and written by Josh Center, who is known for his work on Desperate Housewives. Interesting. Yeah. This is the one where Bette is happy in spite of work problems. Dana's paranoia continues and Alice's mother problems escalate. Dun, dun, dun. If I were describing this episode, I would say this is the one where Jenny and Marina fuck in a unisex bathroom stall. Yes. And the one in which I wish Laura Perkins was more excited about making Dana female ejaculate. Yeah, that was so weird. I mean, we'll get there, but that was so weird. I would say this is the one where you start to hate everyone you liked before. (laughs) Like this episode, I think it like it moves a lot of plot forward in important ways. But there were very few moments where I was like, wow. What great people. This is also the one where I think maybe the reason that I dislike Tina as much as I do is because of Laurel Holloman. Is that her name? Yeah. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I just really want her to up her game a little bit in this show. There there goes our interview with Laurel Holloman. (laughs) Yeah, there. Well, it's all right. She's busy. She does art now. Oh. Yeah. So, um... Reese, we start this episode in uh, Greenwich Village. So we're in New York City, but it's present day. Yeah, present day. Is this like um, what the, like, are they trying to say like, hey, hey, did you know lesbians exist outside of Los Angeles? Is that like the point of the cold opens I of think the, the show? I think the point, point of the cold open is that this demon statue <laughs> is somehow like has become central to whatever's happening. Right. I feel Which like they a... did not pick a theme with the intros this season at all. Like they're way all over the map. I mean, this one is specifically, you know, in a very specific part of the map, but essentially like a girl is in bed with another girl. This bleach blonde hair girl comes is like, I can't find my girlfriend. I don't know where she is. And you're like, yeah, duh. Your girlfriend is mm-hmm. obviously in this girl's bed. And then this bitch mm-hmm. gets back into her bed. So basically I think the intro is like, yeah, look at lesbians cheating, lying, right. lies, 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 lies. And let's introduce the demon Abraxas, yeah. which which for me, I, I do want to say, like, this is a pretty hot crossover for me. Yeah. I was like a demon in the universe of the L word. <laughs> since uh, since I'm normally talking about demons over in Buffy, uh, I was interested to find out about Abraxas. But I looked up Abraxas and um, this demon appears in several shows. Um, he appeared in an episode of Charmed. He appeared in an episode of uh, Supernatural, which is a show I don't watch, but I know a lot of people do. And um, I could find nothing that said that he was the demon of deceit and lies so you know <laughs> write to us at to ellen at gmail.com if you find out that this is actually a demon of lies it seems like the writer's room just made that up yeah 
So then Reese, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Jenny wants to go right at the planet. And Tim's like, I'm going to come with you to the planet. And womp, womp. <laughs> yeah. And Jenny's like, record scratch. <laughs> also, so not to make this too uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer L word crossover heavy, but Jenny is dressed the way she's dressed when she goes to the planet with Tim because she wants to look good for Marina is the way that Willow and Tara are dressed in Xander's sex dream about them. So I just do they have like, the like she blue looks eyeshadow like her makeup is like thing. a like a little painted doll kind of. Yeah, it's not working. It's not working. But it works for Marina, the sex robot. I mean, the thing that works for Marina is power. So the less of it that Jenny has, the happier she is. Yeah, sort of like Captain Planet in that way. Then we go to Lara and Dana in bed. Dana mm -hmm. is super depressed. Lara's like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't change how I feel about you or how much pleasure you gave me. Yeah. It doesn't change how I feel about you? Like, why does that need to be established? We... We don't know what's happened in this scene, but I remembered and, and I don't remember a lot of things. And I'm like, I thought that Dana just female ejaculated. But why would Lara be saying it doesn't change the way I feel about you? Like, I well, just, this was I again think... written by Josh Center, a white man best known for his work <laughs> on Desperate Housewives. Yeah, I was like, what? Like this doesn't like that's literally something no one would ever say. You know, right. what she should be like, like, is like, that's hot. I love it. I'm wet. Everything's wet. It's so hot. I'm sexy. Let's roll right. around in everybody's, our juices. Let's get juicy. Covered. Everybody's covered in wet and it's raining. Uh, pleasure. Hooray. It's raining. Yes. Pleasure. Hallelujah. You know, even Mr. Piddles would be into you. it. What? Yeah. That's the female ejaculation theme anthem, actually. It's raining. Pleasure. Yeah, it's Hallelujah. Raining. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you put down a tarp. Uh, then we go to... Excuse me, excuse me, yes. excuse me. Before we go anywhere, we see Mr. Piddles. So he doesn't have a name yet, but that's Mr. Piddles. And he's a main major character. So we're not just going to skip by it because you hate cats, Reese. Yeah, I didn't even notice he was there. It's like a house planet. House planet. God, where am I? House plant. <laughs> it's like, oh, a cat? Mm, cool. Now you may change scenes. Now we go to Bed and Tina's house. Tina's eating gross oh food. God. We all know what that means. She's fucking pregnant. Tina literally read like a book on like, what is the most cliche thing that could ever happen to you if you get pregnant? Eating Eat pickles. Eating pickles and like sardines, I think. Yeah, she, she put the whole sardine yeah, in her mouth. It was like a nature video. <laughs> then we go to the planet. Uh, Jenny's allegedly there to write, but it kind of seems like she's there to just stare at Marina. Who is also yeah. there to be, she's wearing like a Jetsons shirt, Marina is. I was going to say, Marina is there so that the cameraman can pan up on her Jetsons shirt 412 <laughs> times. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, 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 do. Here she is, the demon Abraxas. Yeah. Did you see this shirt? Did you see this boob window? Hot, hot, <laughs> boob hot. Boob window. <laughs> uh, so the thing that I want to point out about this uh, planet meeting that they have before we get into the like real sex of it all is Marina's dance leaning up against the fucking bathroom stall is insane. She's <laughs> insane. Right. So yeah, Marina goes into the bathroom. Jenny follows her into the bathroom and then Marina stands there. Like it looks like when you see like movies about like the red light district and the women are standing in the display cases. Like that's what she looks like. I'm like, what are you doing? Suddenly the soundtrack to Chicago starts playing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Lip shits. 
Yeah. So before we before we go uh, to the sex in the bathroom, we take a pregnancy test. Uh, Tina has bought an, like a box from, from Costco. Costco. <laughs> She's like, like, I just, I know they've been trying for six months, but let me tell you what, I don't, I don't even know if pregnancy tests really come in a Costco size. I hope she went to Costco and just bought that. Maybe like a, like, maybe like some Mott's juice boxes, a jar of pickles and like a jumbo size pregnancy test, you know, some socks. They have good deals on socks at Costco. Oh man. And this is so Reese and I think it was our first episode um, we talked about there was like a moment between Dana and Alice where Dana was kind of shitty to Alice for being bisexual and you were like well it's important to note that this is a character being shitty about a bisexual but boy oh boy will we get to the writers and the show treating bisexuals pretty shittily and I, I think we've gotten there I think we're, we're starting to see a little bit of that here. Well, yeah, because Alice is like, I want to go back to men because there's too much drama involved with women. I want like a nice, simple, uncomplicated man. <laughs> men are boring and I want and I want boring. Right. Which is the way bisexuality works, right? Like you you just like you date like one gender of person until you're kind of like over it and then you switch to the other gender of person like that's. Yeah, totally. That's I mean, yeah. first of all, Josh Center probably projecting here. I'm sure I'm sure Josh Center <laughs> is a great guy. I'm sorry, Josh. I can't believe I didn't think that any men wrote this show. I mean, I didn't know anything, but oh, I, yeah. I just no, like, Tony, started, Tony Goldwyn, started, so who like they have a few men who are involved periodically. Usually the men who work, I'd say like at least half of the men who do end up working on this show are usually men of color, which is great. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, there is there are a lot of white men here and there in the L Word universe, which is interesting. Like that's very that's interesting. Odd. Yeah, why? I mean, like, I know normally the answer to that is like the patriarchy, but it just is really extreme when you're like, who's the best fit to write a show where one of the plot points is female ejaculation? One of the plot points, like, what? I mean, eventually we're going to get to an episode that was written by da da da, a man named Mark. So look forward to that, everyone. Oh, um, yes, so, the Marks. Right. So basically, Tina's pregnant. Tina's pregnant Ooh. and everybody is like kind of happy but confused about how they are supposed to respond I feel like like the like Kit and Alice are both like excited and Tina's excited and this is where I was like sorry to heart I don't know if this is okay but like this is where I started to think Laurel Holloman might be my problem is because I was like <laughs> what's happening here like this scene doesn't seem to be written poorly it seems like a person just found out they're pregnant they're with their friends yeah. but I just felt awkward in the delivery of it I feel like I mean obviously you're like the miscarriage expert but I feel like <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like miscarriages are super super common like most people I know who when they get pregnant they don't say anything about it until they've been pregnant for a minute totally but I will say that I think that there's a large percentage of women who aren't as familiar with how common miscarriage is. And the first go round is is the only place that this kind of response could happen where you're right. like, oh, my God, a baby. Instead of being like, <laughs> a oh, a collection of cells. A baby. Let's see how it progresses. Uh, so, yes, Tina is pregnant. And I boy, can I wait until she takes her pea covered stick and puts it on the dinner table. But we'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh after oh also we find out that alice like doesn't know where pee comes from which oh yeah i wish wasn't relatable but it is a little relatable yeah anyway. what does she say i think i actually wrote down her quote uh, did we oh yeah she's like uh, there's a lot going on down there and i was like you know you have a point alice. yes there is there is a lot going there is. on it's down a there. wild forest speaking of a lot going on down there reese <laughs> 
We uh, we go to what I think is maybe one of my picks for hottest sex scene in the show so far. Wait, are you talking um, about Melina and Jenny in the in the unisex bathroom? Yeah. Like, first of all, props to the planet being ahead of their time, making yeah. gender neutral restrooms. But I thought this was a hot sex scene. I thought it was hot. Okay, you didn't. Um, you, you can you can tell me that uh, you can. No, no, I thought room. I thought it was hot, but I was like nervous. I was I knew. I knew that mm. Tim was going to walk in and I was nervous for them for the whole thing. Maybe part of what makes it hot for me is like being nervous. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, will they get caught or will they not? Mm. It's like that movie, what's it called? Unfaithful with Diane Lane. And oh yeah. The Richard only movie Peer. that's ever been written about someone who might get caught cheating. Yeah. 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 That one. <laughs> <It really laughs> well, I'm just saying like out. the sex, the sex in that movie is like pretty hot. And I think most of the reason it's so hot is because they're always like panicked and rushed and they don't want to get caught. I'm not saying to cheat on your partners. I'm just Kristen saying. Kristen thinks everyone should cheat on their partners. Oh boy. Kristen so, definitely doesn't think people should cheat on their partners. I really don't. I really <laughs> do not. So then the the highlight of this, apart from the hot sex for me, is the skillful camera work where like, t- so Tim comes in and Jenny's like giggle giggle panic panic like whatever and she comes out of the bathroom stall Marina stays in the bathroom stall Tim doesn't know that they were just fucking and then there's this moment where like Tim's like I'm gonna pee now and Jenny dies just fully dies because she's like oh my god he's gonna open the stall I just came out of and Marina's gonna be in there but he goes to the next stall and so then the camera's like on him peeing and then it like pans up to marina and jenny which is fun yeah and that's also a moment where i feel like doesn't marina have any like self like reckoning in that moment she's standing there like looking so impatient i'm like you are a grown woman you own this restaurant here you are hiding in a bathroom stall because you're trying to get it with this girl who's engaged yeah so yeah so tim almost catches them but doesn't catch them as they Mm -hmm. are going for a little afternoon delight Ooh, afternoon delight. So, right, Tina is pregnant. Allison, Kit, no. And uh, the the two things that I want to point out about this scene is that, you know, Tina says to Alice specifically and pointedly, don't fuck it up, Alice. Don't fuck it up. Don't blab your mouth because we know that Alice likes to talk. And the other thing, Reese, that I would like to point out is that at the beginning of the scene, um, Tina's reading a newspaper and she's like, I can't believe what this administration is doing to our environment. And I was like, (laughs) wow, relatable. (laughs) To to that point, I was like, oh, it's 2004. Who's the president? George W. Bush. And then I was like, wow, Bush confidence takes on a whole new meaning. That's the end of my stand up hour. That's a good one. That was a good one, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you um, so much. Yeah, I know. She's I I want her to be like, maybe I shouldn't even have a baby if the whole world is on fire, you know? Right. But she's probably like, oh, it'll it'll probably improve with the next election. <laughs> and she's not wrong. Right. Uh, but then fast little forward. does she know. Don't fast forward. One day she's yeah. gonna be raising little baby pickle in a very hot planet. <laughs> <clears throat> and then Jenny and Tim's and Jenny's on the phone with like her old writing teacher, and she's like flirty and like frisky as hell. She looks cute again, and Tim is like, <laughs> his actual line was yeah, that, that was his line. That. <laughs> yeah, 
Jenny's like over the top flirting with this writer, Nick. I wrote Nick Barishchikishchikov. Yeah, I that was it. That's correct. Write down yeah. his last name. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what it was. And I feel like she's going hard on the flirtation because she knows that it's not going to end in fucking. And right. so she's very overconfident there because she knows she is fucking somebody else somewhere else. Yeah. And she's also right. Like it feels harmless to her because it's not the real issue. It sounds like this guy was her teacher at Iowa, which is again, Jenny. So Iowa Writers Workshop is like the most prestigious MFA program for writers. And for some reason, TV shows love to throw terrible writer (laughs) characters like on girls like Lena Dunham's character got into Iowa. And it's like, as if. You know, do you think that Iowa gets pissed? They're like, could like I don't wonder. don't drag our name through the Jenny Schechter writer writing mud like that. Iowa, call me. <laughs> Iowa City is so, cute as hell, though. I love that place. So Jenny's yapping about Sarah Schuster, who no one fucking cares about, and Tim is like stabby in the eye. Yep. And uh, then then what happens? Oh, before Kit leaves, Tina's like, yo, there's this letter for you from David. Well, before that, even though she literally lists an entire like Wikipedia page of drinks that she can't have anymore. (laughs) She's like, I can't have margaritas. I can't have wine. It's it's like we get it. Oh, and then Tina's like, I'm going to be as together about this as Beth is about her work, which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, but I mean, she did just, you know, she should probably just take a Xanax. (laughs) I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay, so after Jenny flirts more with Nick Barishnikov. Is that like, that's someone's name, right? Barishnikov, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go to Bet, who is just, Tina has called Bet to tell Bet I'm pregnant, but Bet is like, Fuck Sheldon Tomlin. You know, she's so mad at Sheldon Tomlin because I think Sheldon is the guy. Who cares? Sheldon is a dude. Sheldon is a Sheldon. Impressionist, whatever. Tina's like, come home for dinner. I'm going to make something. And Bet's like, I'm a raving monster. Yeah, Bet fucking sucks. And Tina's super patient with it, which I don't understand because I've been in relationships with human beings who care about their work a lot more than me. And I never had any patience for it at all. Yeah. I noticed during this that like there's a part of me because I sort of like hate myself a little bit. And so I'm always trying to like identify with the worst parts of other people, you know, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is me. I'm bad. And then I was like, wait a second. This is not fucking me. I cannot imagine responding like that. No matter how stressed out I was about anything in the day, if anything, like hearing from my partner wanting to like make me a nice dinner, I'd be like, that's so sweet. Like I'm having the worst day. I can't wait to see you later like what the flying fuck right in in any context but especially in a context where like I don't know as someone who was in this position of like I might be pregnant I might not be pregnant like sometimes Jenny would like forget that it was the day I would start ovulating and I would get mad at her you know (laughs) what I mean like I can't imagine like being in this period of time where like both of us knew we had tried and I might be pregnant and calling her and being like I have something important to share with you at dinner and her being like actually fuck off like it's it's less about bet being like preoccupied with work and more that she is so preoccupied with work that she doesn't even remember that tina might be pregnant which is fucked up yeah she's like Ugh, <laughs> did you just get tickets to a betty concert or something right and they and they try to like redeem her a couple of times because she keeps she's very like extreme in this episode where yeah. she's either paying no attention and being a raging bitch or she's like crying tears of joy yeah. when she realizes that she shouldn't be so preoccupied with work but i'm not here for it 
And then she says that so-and-so may be out of the CAC's league, Franklin, but he's certainly not out of mine. And I'm like, yeah, that was Get a it. good moment. That was a good moment. This was like a good example of like fake it till you make it. Like you can see that Bet is not as confident as she pretends she is, but that she needs to pretend she is that confident because she knows that she's a woman. She works with a bunch of dudes and it's the only way to get ahead in this life. Then Alice goes to the planet and sees Brian Krakow and says that oh he God. is the most attractive man she's ever seen. He's wearing like this brown, like hippie shirt thing. Yeah, he's wearing a burlap sack. And um, he's a lesbian. He's a male identified lesbian. This is the only scene with Lisa this episode. So we'll save. Uh, We're going to save our male les male identified lesbian commentary for when we might get more male. Um, a lesbian. I'm sorry. Lesbian identified male. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Lesbian identified male. Uh, I, okay. We're going to save our commentary. So wow. Stay tuned for some hot, hot uh, (laughs) discussions in future episodes, but you did skip over the conversation between Alice, Dana and Shane, where they want to know what Dana is so embarrassed about. And (laughs) Alice, she she whispers it to Alice. She does whisper to Alice and like they're guessing like you can tell, especially after sitting down with Guinevere Turner for our interview. Like, I feel like now I'm trying to clock the moments that came out of these conversations had in the writer's room amongst the lesbians. And I just feel like somebody went down on her and sneezed. She's like (laughs) a real like I just feel like that came from a real story, you know? (laughs) Yeah, she's like she and then Alice like she female ejaculated and then. Shane becomes like a pioneer woman at, in a shanty town and is like, well, Miss Dana, Miss Laura must be killer in bed. What? <laughs> and then she is. She's so proud of her. And, and Dana's like, what? That's a good thing. And, you know, it makes sense that she's surprised because the way that Laura reacted was completely weird. Yeah. Yes. And, that, and also like, is... people go to workshops to do this. Right. This is and the episode should be more about what's going on with Laura. I would like an extra bonus episode where we get a to little short. See, yeah, a little short about Laura and a why Laura does not know how to make somebody feel good about female ejaculation. You know what I mean? Just Yeah. She should have been like running around in the bed going, ah, I'm the best. <laughs> Miss Laura. I'm Miss I Laura. And I killed it. <laughs> So, yes, I can't wait to talk to you more about Brian Krakow, Reese. Uh, mm-hmm. But for now, he's basically he's he's very sensitive. His whole demeanor is very sensitive. He's very empathetic toward uh, Alice's feelings about her mother. That's really mm-hmm. like all we get from him. Because Alice's mother, it turns out, is like a sort of washed up actress who is like a compulsive liar Mm-hmm. And she has racked up like a $6,000 bill at the plaza. All her credit cards were declined. Alice has to cover it. Her mom says she's in a movie. She's not really in a movie. So then you get this whole, I, like, this is where Alice is coming from. Also, I felt like Alice's mom was kind of like Gabby DeVoe grown up. <laughs> also, I mean, right. Lenore is Lenore is a fun character, too. Yeah. You know? She is. She is. And she is like, I think I think all of us had w- at least one friend growing up whose mom like wanted to be one of the gang, you know, yeah, like, wanted the cool to mom. Be like, I'm cool. You can do it's like Rayanne's mom like to, to bring it all to bring it all together. We've got Brian Krakow on this episode. Rayanne Graff's mom was that mom just oh, like yeah, wanted to be the cool mom. She would let Angela and Rayanne and Ricky like hang out, have a drink if they wanted. because She wanted to be a pal. Just so you all know, we're referring to my so-called life when we talk about Brian Krakow and Rayanne Graff. If you haven't seen and it, if you, you should watch it. Yeah. It's a great 
look at how self-indulgent we were allowed to be as teenage girls before bad things started happening in the mm. world. Wow. What an analysis. The ennui of the Clinton administration. <laughs> so, so then we go to Tim and Jenny and uh, what I would like to call the Barf. men's slalom sweaty sex scene. <laughs> Straight people having like... Tim wants to watch the game. Jenny wants the to game. Bone. The game. It's <laughs> the slalom, slalom game. skiing. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, can you at least wait till intermission? And she can't. Here's what happens, right? They're watching TV and Jenny's like, I know you want to watch this thing, but I need to, I need to have sex with you because I'm going through my own stuff that I can't talk to you about, but can you just like fuck me so I don't have to think about it? Then they're having like super sweaty straight sex on well, the Jenny floor. Jenny still has her bra on for some reason. Right. I imagine that that's how straight sex goes. I you you could maybe let me know, Reese. Yeah, it's always on the floor. You leave your bra on, and the and there's like, skiing in the background. <laughs> yeah, and there's skiing. It's good. It's good to have skiing in the background because it keeps you like alert. You're thinking like, I'm gonna go around this hump, which is you know, <laughs> slalom skiing <laughs> that he's been looking so, forward to. I've been waiting for this all day. So my complaint about this scene is I think I think that we could have trusted the viewers to understand where <laughs> Jenny's head was at without them doing a superimposed Marina's face where Tim's oh, yeah. face was. <laughs> that was Just, so I don't support that decision. It was really funny. It reminded me of like something you'd see in like Friends. You yeah. know, like it was like it a was, weird choice. Yeah. I was like, where's the laugh track for this? But I think about that a lot. <laughs> Because he's like, where are you? Where did you go? And she's like, I'm right here. But like, she's obviously not right there. She's instead envisioning that Marina's on top of her. Right. Right. What they should have done is that Tim could have stayed on the couch, watched the slalom, and Jenny could have been on top. So he could have still watched it while they were having sex. I know. I thought it was a little disrespectful of Jenny. Yeah. I thought that she was going to give him a blowjob so that he could take keep pleasure watching the and also keep watching the slalom. Yeah. Exactly. Don't get between God. a man and his slalom event that he's been looking forward to all day. <laughs> also, she does mention here that that Nick, her teacher, is an asshole who milks minor literary mm -hmm. stardom by fucking impressionable young women, which describes a lot of male writers. Yeah, it does. Accurate. There was actually mm -hmm. an article literally this week about like um, a history of like sexual messiness with um, professors at the Iowa Writers Workshop. So, oh my God, Iowa! Wow, which actually is a good time for me to mention mm. that every week I put up a post on Autostraddle to announce the podcast, and in that post. I list, I like if there's any articles we reference or anything, anything that like comes up that like I can give you more information on. It's sort of like a little index. So in that post, if you'll always find that stuff. So you should check it out. It's on autostraddle.com. Every Monday, whenever I get back from the gym, finish blow drying my hair, walk Carol, eat breakfast, uh, catch up on Slack. Then at that time, whatever time that is, a post is up on autostraddle.com. There's good information in there as well as information about which songs killed my soul that week. Um, a something I am passionate about discussing. Yeah, Reese, it's it is important that you know this because you know some of you are coming to this podcast because you know Reese and you know Auto Shuttle, and some of this some of you are coming to this podcast because you know like me and and buffering, and, and maybe some of you are coming to this podcast because you love the L word. 
Right. But those of you who don't understand Reese, I just want to let you know Everybody. that she's a walking genius among us. And so like Crawling. the detail that you can find in these posts is astounding. Like I forget and I'll click on the post and be like, D when did she do this? You know, like when I was talking to you every day for 40 hours, <laughs> when did you do this post? <laughs> uh, so. I love I love spending my 40 hour days talking to Kristen. <laughs> we were in constant contact <laughs> so you. before we leave this scene with um jenny and tim i do want to say like i'm you know making fun of the marina bit but i i do think this is a very painful scene to watch uh anytime yeah. we're watching jenny like try to ungay herself via sex with tim it's just very upsetting then bet comes home mm. with a vengeance and a box of nails She's so mad. She's so mad that Tina has invited. I will say she's so mad that Tina invited somebody else over for dinner, which I didn't realize in my first viewing 400 years ago, because I thought the whole time that the pea stick was on like Bet's plate. And I was like, well, shit, there's pea on her plate. <laughs> but I think that Tina set a third place setting for yeah. the baby, which again, bold since you are four weeks pregnant. And to, there's still you know, urine on that thing. There's definitely still urine on it, um, but Bet, and, and this is one of those like extremes where like Bet comes in and she's like, fuck you and fuck you and fuck everybody. And fuck I am and dying. And Tina's and like, I'm bringing new crying. life into the world. Right. Actually, Tina's then, not like that. She's just like, me, 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 me. And then Bet becomes happy and apologizes for being an asshole. And they kiss in the kitchen, the same kitchen in which they honored the sperm. Then we go back to the planet and the scene opens on another one of Alice's jokes, which I laughed at. Are you talking about like, her outfit as one of Alice's jokes? Well, we were hot, hot off the late 90s, you know, still pretty bold in the early aughts. But what I was going to say is uh, her joke is that Dana looks sad again. And Alice is like, <laughs> what's wrong, Dana? Are you having embarrassing multiple orgasms now? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm here, for, I'm here for Alice's sex positivity. Yeah, I love it. And then mm -hmm. Dana says, Laura hasn't called. <laughs> In 21 hours, she left the apartment after, like, after it happened, she left the apartment and Alice was like, it was your apartment. Right. So like, Dana's you left so your own apartment. That she left her own apartment. What if Laura's been sitting there the whole time? Laura was just doing laundry. Right. Oh, my God. And then, so then before we get to the Lara Dana culmination of this scene, which is very special, uh, Marina totally fucking blows it because I know. she like... I wrote Marina, that shithead in, in all caps. God, just always like Tina and Bet walk in to tell everybody that they're pregnant. I mean, technically Alice blew it because why the fuck did she tell Marina? Right. But Marina blows it for everyone when she's like, I made you this special drink that's safe for your baby that you have that I know you have and I knew before Bet did. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then like Bet is really mean about it. Tina and Bet get into their car mm -hmm. and Bet. The things that Bet says is like classic, like emotionally abusive relationship things. Uh, uh, agree, agree. She's like, I was maybe like, you want Alice terrifying. to be your Lamaze partner, and it's like, what the fuck? Like you were at work, da like Tina called you to say come home for dinner, and you were an asshole. Like, and now you're being like, I can't believe you wanted to be with someone else when you were doing this. Like, what a fucking. I would be like, I'm so glad you had someone to be with you when I couldn't be with you, and when I was being mm -hmm. a raging monster on the phone. Yeah, Bet's like definitely having some issues from a lot of angles because this is a major flip out. Then like that, the car uh, exchange ends with 
uh, you know, Tina very justifiably being like, you know, sometimes I just need somebody to share a moment with. Is there something wrong with that? And Bet is basically like, no, there's not, but it's really sad. And we're all like, yeah, it is fucking <laughs> sad. So can you like get your fucking act together? Your wife is pregnant. Jesus Christ. <laughs> But meanwhile, at the planet, who has walked in as though directly off the set of The Bachelorette, Reese? <laughs> if The Bachelorette had people on The Bachelorette wear like hardcore, again, Delia's <laughs> pants. Yeah. Yeah. She's fully like tank girl. Yeah. This. There are 75 pockets on those pants. Mm -hmm. She's got like some dice. She's got like, she's got <laughs> tampons. She's got a Swiss Army knife. Like there, she is ready to change the tire, go camping, do open heart, open heart surgery. You she never had to, for those of you who do listen to us who weren't around for the early aughts, uh, it, it was just such a great I think time. If you, I think people were around during, if they weren't around yeah, during I mean, the early aughts. You know what I mean. Like, for all of our infant listeners. No, like that you weren't like choosing your own clothing in the early right. aughts, perhaps I should say, that, or like trying to carry around a pack of cigarettes and a million other things. Mm. Uh, cargo pants ruled. You could, I would literally walk around with like 40 pounds of shit in my cargo pants. <laughs> I never put anything in the pockets of my cargo pants. Oh, I did. I also did wear chapstick around my neck, but that was mid nineties. Anyway. Um, oh yeah. That's, oh, I wish I could get a sound effect for us of what it sounded like when you'd snap it out of its, th out of its thing. Yeah. Ugh. I'm so good at it. Also, Laura has like one, like she's holding a flower. Like she looks like she just like picked it up on her way. Like she was like, oh, fuck, I need something. And then like <laughs> snatched a flower out of someone else's rose bush. And then she called her friend. In. She's like, what do you get when you didn't act positively enough to female ejaculation? They yeah. were like a rose. You a get single a rose. rose. One. Yeah, just one. <laughs> so then I have Trish drama in parentheses because there's yeah, a Tim bunch yells of Trish, Trish drama. Who cares? No Why one. is this? It's a scene to let us know that Tim is unraveling Angry. unraveling exactly and then okay 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 then we go to the doctor's office where tina's confirming her pregnancy well first of all bet again is being a fucking asshole she's mm -hmm. like checking her watch and <laughs> it's like it's like somebody said to her bet why don't you pretend you're in theater class and yeah. the directive was you're impatient yeah like, like, <laughs> yeah and she gets a Check call I also mm -hmm. i feel like my phone never works in hospitals so props to this place but like she gets a call yeah and takes it and then like gets off just in time to see this ultrasound but reese before we get to the ultrasound i want to talk about because maybe you didn't notice it but they're doing they're doing like an intravaginal ultrasound right so there's like a wand that's going to go inside of tina's body uh -huh. and if you've ever had one of these for millions of reasons you know that it's just like being at the gynecologist you're not they close up on the wand and then the then the doctor basically without looking at what she's doing tucks the wand like under the blanket that's over you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, i like like i understand that they couldn't show like just tina's vagina but also but also they didn't not? need to show anything and also why not but like yeah. it was just show us tina's so vagina funny. <laughs> yeah donna martin graduate show us tina's vagina yes. is the new Donna Martin graduate. Anyway, then we see the flickering of a tiny baby heartbeat. And Bet does once again this like rubber band snap of like going from distracted to going to like, I'm actually a super loving mother and I'm very emotionally moved. She feels very, she feels passionately, Bet does. Mm -hmm. I always like, I loved Bet and like, but when we're going back through this, I'm like, man, Bet is not 
No. Like, it's just so weird the way that, like, my impressions of people are so different than they were when I watched this when I was younger. Like, I just, like, well, Bess is a boss bitch or whatever. And now mm -hmm. I'm like, Bess is a bitch. I mean, that's the difference of being 24 and watching something and being 38 or, I guess, in your case, 37. Yeah, I'm 37, Kristen. <laughs> Alice is driving Lenore to, I think, an, an audition or a meeting with some director. And Lenore is, like, waxing poetic about this guy. And then Lenore is mean to Alice and is like, you could take a little bit more time with your face. And I'm like, her face is fucking perfect. Get out of town. Yeah, agree. Agree. But, you know, Alice's mom, as we're going to find out, she's got a lot going on. Mm -hmm. She, uh, I mean, Alice's skipping... mom has got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. Alice yeah. kind of like pulls up and sees in the rear view that her mom is actually not going to the place where she right. thinks that her mom is going. She's going to this like low rent horror movie audition. Directed uh, by a 22 which, year old from Pasadena. Thank you. Thank you. That was my favorite part was like the detail of like from Pasadena. Yeah. If, you, if those of you who don't know, I lived for a long time in Altadena, which was just above Pasadena. So I really got this reference. It takes like an hour to get there from the rest of LA, but I did it anyway, because <laughs> that's how much I love Kristen. Yeah, it was your very good friend. And also there was a really good restaurant there called Lincoln that I liked getting food at. So then we get this scene called, it was just locker room talk. That was the title of this scene. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, this was a weird scene of two like grown apes, like picking at each other's armpits in a locker room and, yeah. and like grunting. And then Randy says, you're letting your fiance go out to dinner with a dude whose dick's been in her mouth? Like, wow. And him... <laughs> Tim is like not participating. Uh, you know, he's more like offended and he says things like, I don't own her, man. But he also doesn't really shut it down the way that you'd hope he would shut it down. Also, when he says you don't own her, then Randy's like, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Now that she you has put, a ring like on her finger. Like, you put a ring on it. Yeah. I'm like, like is this 1850? Like, yeah. you put a, what? That's pretty fucked up. It's, but obviously he like up. gets to Tim, you know? Right. He gets in Tim's head. I mean, Tim's already jealous, but now Tim is feeling like maybe I'm an idiot. And we're all like, you are an idiot. Yeah, but, but you not for this understand. reason. <laughs> right. Wrong. Correct assessment. Wrong reason. Yeah. Then uh, Bet walks in and makes a joke about the board meeting. Like it's like an emergency board meeting. And she walks in and she's like, I guess I'll forgo the blindfold trying to like lighten the mood about her about to be fired and mm -hmm. nobody laughs and it's very awkward but before we find out what happens in the board meeting reese we mm -hmm. go to dinner with barishnikov <laughs> professor barishnikov yeah mikhail gorbachev <laughs> and vladimir putin <laughs> and jenny Schechter. And he says, I, I wrote a, le a line in all caps, which is, where's the girl who masturbated in church? Is yeah, just what he a says. note. Like, did they? What? Jenny's Jewish. <laughs> what is this? I don't know. Had they not yet determined that she was Jewish at this point? Like, what? Did she go to church with someone else and then masturbate in their church? Right. Ma you like, have to masturbate in your own synagogue. You can't masturbate in someone else's house of worship. You can't just like go into someone else's mosque and masturbate. I had masturbate um, in your home religious institution. I, I had a friend in high school whose dad was a pastor and he had a pew, like one, like an extra church pew down in the basement. I already hate that, this like, story. 
Well, it's just like we fooled around, but fooled around. We like played truth or dare. Like it wasn't like we were like having feelings for each other, but we like made out um, around or near the church pew. And I don't know if you ever took the purity test, Reese, but it was like oh, of this course. 500. I, okay, every great. year just checking in on myself. Great. Perfect. Still so haven't done like this play. There's many of them. And I would always do the five <laughs> little piss play. I would always do the 500 question version. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to like admit something for the first time ever, which is that I would always answer the question about have you had sex in a religious whatever? And I would say I had, but I right. was really referring to the church pew in my friend's basement. So I just want everyone to know if I ever told you my purity score, it was actually like one percentage point higher because I was lying. I would say I would also say yes, but by religious institution, I was referring to the employee locker room at the Olive Garden. <laughs> um, I mean, that seems true. That is a religious institution. So Nick is like all like this story is boring. The story that you wrote about I, it sounds like it was like a love story with her and Tim. Like this sounds like a great wedding present, but it's like a boring story and right. it's dreary. You have to dig deeper, which fair and then Jenny's like, and then you see like, this is the wheels of like, again, I am a Jenny fan, mm -hmm. but he unleashes this idea in her, which of course I relate to in a really unfortunate way that like to be a good writer, she has to be doing sort of fucked up things in order right. to be able to write about them. And she says, yeah. And the little, like her eyes are twinkling, like dun, dun, dun. Have I got a story for you, brother? Uh, Peggy Peabody is here at the CAC with her dogs under her arm. <laughs> I love her. I love her, too. I love that she's always carrying her dogs. Yeah. Also, this <laughs> is the same. Like, Jenny will later have this dog, but it's fine. Um, she She's like, James is like, you can't go in there. It's a board meeting. And she's like, don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Poor James. <laughs> I know. Poor James. He's just trying to be a good man. And then Peggy yeah. just like walks in, overtakes the, the board meeting and is like, I'm giving this exhibit to Bette Porter. She's the only one who can run it. And Franklin right. is like, rawr, rawr, rawr. you can see he's like going to go home and like stress eat a foot long subway meatball. Sub yeah, later. probably like kick his cat. Like yeah, he's he's pretty fucked he definitely up has a cat. Yeah. And his wife, <laughs> his like wife, who's been like reading like lesbian erotica all day is going to be like, stop kicking the cat. <laughs> Uh, and Peggy Peabody not only is like, yo, I'm giving this exhibit to the CAC, but also you better renew Beth's option for another 18 months. Yeah. Um, she basically just kicks everybody in the face. And Bet yeah. is like, Bet is like basically having an orgasm. At right. The head of the I table. had an orgasm watching this scene, <laughs> watching Peggy Peabody walk in and overtake that board meeting of all those like mm -hmm. boring, awful white people and mostly men in off the rack suits again. And I was like, this is awesome. Okay, so we go back to the... I'm so sad that we go back to the restaurant because here's the part where now um, Vladimir Putin knows <laughs> that Jenny has slept with Marina and he's like, wow, that is so exotic. And we all screech to a grinding halt and we're like, why are we listening to this guy talk still? And Jenny's like, oh, shut up, you pervert. Right? Mm -hmm. she but she that? doesn't... She like means it, but she doesn't. Yeah. She's which like I excuse Jenny for not understanding how to respond. She's newly exploring this side of herself. Yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck to make of it. I did this and... too. I found these sorts of like old like men who were just like openly disgusting somehow. And I don't know. I just put up with it. 
Yeah, well, because I think I, I, I was recently talking about like working at a hedge fund and the dudes at the hedge fund being like, do you want to go to a strip club? And like, yeah. I was just like, yeah, <laughs> like I didn't I didn't understand yeah. yet, like what, how to function in a heteronormative world, Reese. I just yeah. didn't know. I loved throwing gifts towards the male gaze, you know, and now <laughs> I'm repenting. I'm like doing penance for that now every day of my life. Yeah. On autostraddle.com. Yeah, it's just like, you know, just like Angel, when, when he got his soul after being a vampire and killing all those people for all those years, like he really had to make his penance. And that's what we're doing now, having given room to straight men for so long. Speaking of rooms for straight men, Tim <laughs> goes to the hotel where oh Nick God. is staying, storms into Nick's hotel room and is like, where's Jenny? Yeah, which is like embarrassing, man. Yeah. Like. Come on, don't go into the room. And the like, teacher is like smarmily lying on his bed like, what's up, coach? Uh, Congratulations. I'm so glad you brought this up because I've never seen a man lay down on a bed ever the way that this professor, he like lay, he, I don't, it's like he's presenting his body to Tim for sexual acts, but he's not. It's very weird. Go back. I feel like he was like, look at this penis that's been in your girlfriend's mouth or whatever, right? <laughs> Which that's, it scarred me for life. Where is Jenny, I wonder? Mm, well, Jenny, you know who knows where Jenny is? Is Alice and Shane, who <laughs> watch Jenny walk in with all of their eyebrows raised, being like, well, well, well. I, I also am so confused what kind of venue the planet is at this point. Like, Je like Alice and mm -hmm. Shane seem to be, like, having dinner. They're drinking red <laughs> wine, which would not strike me as either of their drinks of choice. They're, right. like, having dinner. Everyone else is standing, but they're, like, in their little cafe table, you mm -hmm. know? And also that scene like of Allison Shane, 100% looks like Kate and Leisha being like, let's pretend like having a real yeah. conversation with each other and being like, this is funny. I'm so glad that we do are doing this job together. It's cute. <laughs> I love this like wine colored water. God. It's probably yellow. So, yeah. So Tim, of course, walks in and Alice. Wait, but before yeah, this, please note that, that when Jenny walks in to the planet, she goes, bonjour. And then. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> I think I erased that whole like playful use French. of French as a as a means to get to sex from my mind. I didn't I didn't want it in my mind <laughs> because they because it isn't like she just says bonjour. It's like they go back and forth. They're like, yeah, she, at some point a there's a trabian in there. Mm -hmm. It's Oof. a lot. Yeah, I know. Someone but was then, right. be like, I have great poupon. Uh, <laughs> that would have made me appreciate the scene. Alice sees Tim walk in and is like, I better fucking help this girl out, which is cool. I think that was a cool move. Like yeah, Alice it was. Because Marina, because I, I don't know, they're in like the supply closet or something. And for some reason, Marina's like fucking her, like from facing away, facing away. It's it's an interesting, a lot of the sex that they're having is interesting. It's a lot of fingering. There's a lot of fingering. It is, you know, there's, there's not a lot of other things that are happening in their yeah. sex right now, which like, okay, but. Oh, maybe because it's in a closet, you know, and like maybe you just want to like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Get it done. Yeah, and, that's how I get do it back. in a closet. Mm -hmm. bam, um, bam. But Alice, of course, walks in and, it, and I enjoy this, that she's like, um, no time for pleasantries. Tim's here and you got to get the fuck out of the planet right yeah. now. And so she like covers Jen for Jenny or whatever. She's like, Tim won't see you. You have a minute. And then like, I guess that like, kind of gets Jenny into the bathroom, I want to say. Right. Or somewhere. Yeah, and she's then she's like. like you're welcome, by the way. 
Yeah, because Jenny, Jenny, because Jenny's socially awkward and never acknowledges anything that's happening around her. She's also completely <laughs> self-obsessed at this point, you know, which Marina yeah. is so terrible for. She's she's just been empowered to do this by her teacher who's like, mm -hmm. you know, you have to do interesting things. I mean, her teacher is correct that she should not be marrying Tim. I don't even know how how do they even meet? Like how, you know, what? it wasn't on J-Date. For all the Dan Foxworthies and Professor Barishnikovs <laughs> out there, just get on another show. We don't want you. I don't want your opinions, yeah. even if they are right. So after uh, after Alice is like, oh, Jenny, I'll cover you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then uh, we learn that Kit has a son named David. Because we go to the, we go to Tina and Beth's, they're having like a, they're having a fucking I'm four weeks pregnant party, which guys, Jesus Christ. I, I thought, mean, <laughs> they're in their house and everyone's like in the back in the pool or sitting around their pool, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I wish I was sitting around the pool with my friends, but none of my yeah. friends have a pool. Yeah. You really need to up your game out there in LA, Reese. If anyone listening to this has a pool. <laughs> to L and backcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Just Thank let you. us know. Um, but right. So Kit has gotten this basically like this request for medical forms from David. And we learn via this like very pro professionally written stiff note that this is from her son who whose life she has. Like her. Right. And whose life she has not been in per her words of like, well, I wasn't around to like teach him how to write a letter. So yeah, that's all now. we learn up until now. Uh, and then Jenny's writing about the demon of Brown. <laughs> This was this. There were so many choices made in this. Mm -hmm. scene. There was the choice to have the words of typewritten words mm -hmm. over the screen as Jenny's writing. So it's sort of like a math net or it's like a square one. Oh like God. it reminded me of like children's math TV net. where they have like the little like words right. that come up or whatever. And it's like the word and of the week is Abraxas, the demon. Right. And <laughs> And the, not to, you know, minor spoiler, but this is the beginning of a journey with words on the fucking screen because mm. I remember more. Another yeah. choice is to have Jenny smoking what appears to be 16 cigarettes uh, <laughs> all at once. There's just like this like Oh, I just thought it was, that was the heat boom. rising off of her beautiful, brilliant, uh, her intellectual pros. body. <laughs> so Nick Br Gorbachev is... Doing like a voiceover, and for this is sad. His quote here about like there's different kinds of lies, like black lies, gray lies, you know, white mm -hmm. lies, lies to spare pain. I had I like had this quote on my desktop for a while. <gasps> you yeah. didn't know yet. It's okay. Yeah. And then there's like they flash to Bed and Tina and imply there's someone's lying there. I have no idea what that's supposed to be about. Mm -hmm. And then like Lara and Dana are just in the pool being fucking cute as hell. Yeah, the whole thing, like, that's the thing is the title of this episode is Lies, Lies, Lies. But really, I think they should have really just called it Lies because there's not a lot of lying. There's just like a couple places where lies are happening. And it was a bit sloppy at the end that they tried to, like, tie it all together because of what you said. Like, they kept flashing on scenes where we were like, but what's the lie? Also, is Shane going to hook up with Alice's mom? Because that's how it looked. And um, my lips are sealed. The uh, the the episode ends with Tim walking in. Who, of course, you know, he doesn't know. He just kind of assumes that Jenny has come straight home from 
the hotel or from the dinner or whatever and he is like i'll let you do your thing and well, she's, like, she's like she's like nick is such a pompous ass he ripped me to shreds but it's good right. i feel like i'm but, onto something mm -hmm. and then she asks him to stay there with her yeah which is weird i mean tim's like i think really just becoming a big punt like not punching bag but i can't think of the right way to phrase it but basically like she's just like sucking on tim like a leech desperately trying to stay in the life that she thought was hers which is no longer hers and you know asking him to stay it's it's very complicated and messy and also the song so the song that plays on the dvd in the original is my secret life by leonard cohen which mm. that song became mm -hmm. like my fucking anthem i was so into it after this mm -hmm. because mostly because I was like a sex worker at the time which was something I couldn't tell anyone so I was like right. related to it on that level but mm -hmm. like and also because there are a lot of people in my life who didn't know I was queer yet or whatever yeah. but I just right before um we recorded I checked the Netflix to see what song they were playing oh, and it no. is again like blasphemy mm. like the way that you this song works into to... that is so so different and it's so it has just such a radically different like effect so i would recommend just downloading my secret life and playing it as soon as the song starts on the yes. netflix start playing my secret life instead because there's no lines really so you're not going to miss anything i was talking to some a friend of mine who's watching it and i was like you really like you're not seeing the show you're not you're you're, you're seeing like an idea of the show without the music and guess what guess who talked to mm. showtime this week oh we did we did and they confirmed they were very nice. I always have loved Showtime people. Mm -hmm. And they said that, yeah, it's uh, when, it, when the streaming, even on the Showtime site, it is the new music. Stay tuned for more. Yeah. All right, Reese, let's tell them who we are. I am Professor mm -mm. Nick. Mm -mm. I am Peggy Peabody. And this is my I'll let you be meeting. Peggy Peabody. That's really? Fair. Oh, yeah, she's my hero. Peggy Peabody. Sarah fine. Paulson and Holland Taylor are like pretty hot. Breathtaking. Yeah. But I, I just before we before we talk about who we are, I just want to say that I feel like this episode was very dark. Yeah. It wasn't Same as fun that. to watch. Like it wasn't mm -hmm. wasn't fun. Like every, I feel like a lot of people in this episode who like have been sort of flawed in this episode, like really like Tim became a monster in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jenny has become like she's on a very upsetting journey. That mm -hmm. like really yikes. It was dark. Yeah. Yeah, we got like Alice backstory. We got yeah. There were a lot of it, it, it. The last episode, right, was was the last episode where they did the the oh like Laura and Dana went on a date and yeah. and seven. It was just like we've been doing a lot of fun things, and you're right. I think we're turning a corner, and it's sort of like we were going on a first first date, yeah. first second date, third date, and we were like, this is so fun, and we just got to the part where we're like, oh, you have some shit, I have some shit too. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it put a lot of things in motion, I think. You know, it's a very plot-centric episode, and that's good. But it was, like, I didn't feel that sense of, like, joy from watching it that I did, like, last week, you know? Right. What's anyway. the title of next week's episode? Um, it is Lawfully. Oh, I don't know. I got nothing. I thought maybe it would, like, cue something in my mind about where we were going, but I have no idea. No, it's not Labia Majora. That's in a different season. <laughs> so... 
I'm not, and I'm, and I'm serious. I, yeah, I know. I, I know you are. Right. So I'm Reese. Um, my handle is auto in also I auto straddle on all the things. Um, I started a two L and back Twitter this week and I've tweeted four times. And so if yeah. you've seen the explosive growth of the Instagram mm-hmm. I started for two L mm-hmm. and back, you know, that by next, by the time you're listening to this, that I'll have many more tweets. You're going to want to see the first tweet. The first yeah. three. I think it's specific. just going to be sort of like an art project. Yeah, it's beautiful so far. I'm not I sure am, if I'm um... going to talk about the podcast. On this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I wanted to do I, it like an L word without context thing, but then I, someone's already doing it. So um, uh, I am Kristen and you can follow me at Kristen Noline, K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E. Uh, I have another podcast called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, which is in hiatus right now. So if you're here because you were listening to that, hey, how's it going? How's your summer? What's up? Getting your Kristen fix. Yeah, and Buffering will be coming back in September. Um, And yeah. Oh, also, besides following us, if you have comments or questions or thoughts, you can email us at to Ellen Backcast. And as always, this is an auto straddle podcast. Oh, yeah. Only good emails. Uh, This is an auto straddle podcast. And so if you want to support auto straddle, you should become an A plus member because it rules and queer media needs your help. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll put something special on there for you and you'll be like, oh, wow, I'm so glad that I remember. Mm hmm. You know, I'm glad I'm supporting indie queer media. Because, you know, look at what happened to Alice when she pitched L.A. Magazine, that chart story, and they turned it down. We would never do that. And that's why it's important to have queer people running queer publications. Mm-hmm. Do you have your L word, Reese? Yes. Uh, three, two, one. Lazy Lizzo. River. <laughs> nice. Lizzo on a Lazy River is a fantastic combination. <laughs> Wait, what, did, what was yours? Lizzo. Lizzo? Oh, that's yeah, good. Like, Timely. You can do proper nouns, right? There's no rules. No, there aren't any rules. There's no rules at all. I could have said Lenore. <laughs> I could have said Leisha Haley. Ooh, well, don't blow them all. We have many more episodes to go. Yeah, if I wanted to blow something, I'd just call Professor Nick. Blah, 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 blah. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.